I'm Brett from Heinemann. We're proud to be kicking off a new season of our podcast series, Beyond the Letters, hosted by authors Maggie Beatty-Roberts and Kate Roberts. In the first season of Beyond the Letters, Kate and Maggie hosted conversations with LGBTQ educators about their stories and what it means to truly create an inclusive space for students. In this preview show, Kate and Maggie give us a glimpse of the conversations they're having in season two. Hi, Kate and Maggie. Hi, Brett. (laughs) Hello. So we're here today to talk about the new season of Beyond the Letters, season two. We're all very excited about it. Yay. So excited. We thought we would sort of take a second on the Heinemann podcast to sort of talk about what folks can expect in season two. But we also have sort of a pre-qualifier to sort of let folks know that when you worked on season two, it was pre-pandemic. As we sit and record this conversation right now, we're all in the eighth week in the United States of uh, staying at home and distance learning, remote learning, uh, whatever people are referring to it in their schools. So we recorded all these conversations before that, and we thought we would take a minute to talk about both what people can expect on season two. And maybe, Maggie, we could start with a whole year has passed and we're in a different situation right now. Are there maybe some things that we should be thinking about? You know, how these conversations still hold up, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic? I know. When you just said that we are in our eighth week, (laughs) you know, (laughs) my jaw just continues to drop at uh, the reality that we're all facing. And my heart swells uh, thinking about, in some ways, we're more connected than ever. You know, my phone is with me all the time. I'm reaching for digital connections, probably more so than I ever have. I am connecting with more queer educators and learning about other people's work, probably more so than I ever have. And at the same time, it's very lonely and isolating. And my heart breaks for some of the educators or queer youth, gender nonconforming youth that might be feeling trapped at this time, alone at this time, isolated at this time. So in a way, I'm very grateful that this podcast is going out into the world with this timing, because I think it's a it's a lifeline, at least for me anyway, hearing the voices of practice and expertise of all the different people that we feature on this podcast. But I also feel like their voices, their resources will hit in a different way mm-hmm. uh, because of the context that we're all living through. Yeah, like I think, you know, queer educators, queer youth are having a range of experiences right now, right? There are people who are feeling alone and isolated. They're not in great places. And then there are people who feel better because they're not in their schools. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. the range of that experience is really powerful to me. And it gives us an opportunity to just sit and listen and connect, right? And the conversations that we have that we were honored to have with the educators that we talked to this season, I think allow again for that range of experience. Like that's Mm. the whole theme of this podcast is that there isn't one story to being a queer educator, to being a queer person, that everyone has a different experience, angle, story, identity. And that's really important. The other thing is I think right now, this is a time, you know, I'm not buying the whole you get to live all your dreams now that you're in. A- <laughs> like that's not what's happening for me. Like I'm not yeah. sourdough bread. I have been in the same. I'm uh, for, uh, too yeah. many days. Things are not great here. Mm-hmm. At the same time, <laughs> in the sense that like 
you're back to what's important. There's something where I'm like, oh, like not totally. Okay. So no one hold me to this quote. No one pull this quote out. I'm writing it down right now. Like, oh, grades don't matter. Tests don't matter. Mm. Right. These things don't matter. What matters is like our connections. Like what happens for my student, for myself is this human connection. Yes. And I think that leaves room for us to dream bigger or just to reset our positioning for our queer students, our queer educators, when we are back, hopefully in the physical buildings. And hopefully the season can help us to do that kind of resetting and recommitting to the things that matter. You know, I've been hearing myself and a lot of people say, I'm both the busiest I've Mm -hmm. ever been in the last two months. And I also have the most time and space I've ever had in the past (laughs) two months. And um, I think about what you bring up, Kate, as having this moment of pause to really return to what matters, to really return to what you need, uh, and to really help crystallize what's the most important part of your teaching practice. Hands down, I'm seeing teachers say, it's my connections with kids. It's driving to their houses and holding up signs. It's not being able to sleep at night for the for the kids that they can't get a hold of, right? That um, that I feel like this season, there's some space that the educators that we interview can occupy that I think will fill a lot of our home spaces with some light. I think that's definitely going to be an interesting lens to listen to these episodes through. And I want to dive into those topics in a second, but before we do, we wanted to make sure that in this preview episode, we didn't just, for lack of a better term, tease the new season. But Maggie, you, you've got a couple of resources for LGBTQ-related topics for teachers and or possibly students in the pandemic. Could you just maybe take a minute and share some of those resources you you, you found? Yes, my phone doesn't leave my hand uh, most of the hours of my day. And I just found out about this one. Q Inclusion is partnering with Teaching Outside the Binary. uh, And they are holding space for queer and trans educators during COVID-19. I just filled out my response form. I'm so excited. But it seems like a space where queer and trans and gender nonconforming educators can gather via Zoom to do just that, right? That this time has been tough and uh, they're advertising, you know, building a safe space together to, to share all the feels that we're having. So maybe we can uh, put a link up to that uh, so that people can, can hold that in their hands mm-hmm. too. That's coming up. And um, there is a huge queer youth conference, True Colors, Uh, That is an annual conference. It is, I think, the largest queer youth Mm -hmm. conference in the country. It's it's based in Connecticut. Uh, Lamar, who is featured on uh, this season, uh, he and I were going to do a presentation there, but of course it was canceled. The great news is that they are moving their conference online to a mini-series. So every Friday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., beginning May 22nd, and that's Eastern Standard Time, they are going to be offering places for queer youth, queer educators to attend those conference sessions online. And that just makes me so happy um, that they thought they would cancel the conference outright, but giving up is not what True Colors is all about. (laughs) And so we will also make sure that that information can get to you as you're listening. That is fantastic. That's great. Thank you, Maggie. And it, it does sort of connect to one of the themes that 
I heard come up a lot throughout the season, which was making space and um, finding a network and a community to build off of. So, so with that in mind, Kate, I was thinking a lot about what the themes are that we are going to hear this season. I know certainly as we listen through the lens of the pandemic, you know, you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of differences for everybody right now for this remote situation, but I think vulnerability struck me a lot. Can you talk about the themes and the areas of vulnerability that kind of came up this season? Absolutely. I mean, I think in a way, if you talk about anything with LGBTQ people, vulnerability is the theme, right? Because it's like to be out or to be closeted, to be to navigate this world of figuring out who you are and how you are publicly and privately, it is an incredibly vulnerable journey. And I think that continues this season, Um, specifically the idea of being out and vulnerable in a classroom or educational setting comes up a bunch of times. And Jess, Lamar, Autumn all talk about different ways of doing that safely, right? Mm. I think it's so easy to kind of say like, just be out, you know, just come out. It's so powerful if you come out, but it's like, legitimately not safe to do in a lot of places. So a lot of our guests talk about how to do that in ways that feel uh, right and uh, brave, but also safe and uh, sound. Safe and sound? Sure. Safe and sound. (laughs) Um, Another theme that comes up that was really fun to sort of add to the mix was the idea of uh, being a parent, both Jen and Jess talk about being a queer parent in the educational system and sending your kid in to schools uh, with that perspective, which, of course, Maggie and I found super interesting as same-sex parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third, I want to talk about the third. You'll notice a, a theme like have out a, a browser, right? Some yeah. sort of yeah, portal seriously. to the interwebs <laughs> as you're, uh, you're uh, Because there's this wonderful theme about self-education mm-hmm. and setting yourself on your own inquiry that can help you discover answers to maybe questions you don't even know that you have, right? So I feel like um, Dana talks a lot about how as allies or just not potentially knowing exactly what to say, how to take that work on yourself and not put it on uh, the person that you are questioning mm-hmm. um, feels feels really important. Yeah. I think you're right, Maggie. There's such a theme there. It's so, cons- I didn't think about it until you just said it, but there's such a consistency of inquiry throughout every single one of the interviews, not only inquiry for what they're talking about inside their classrooms, inquiry for themselves and their identity and their own investigation into their identity, but also an invitation of inquiry to any non-LGBTQ person who might be listening, who wants to be a supportive colleague, who just wants to grow alongside and and be an ally. You're so right about that, Maggie. Inquiry is such a major theme throughout all of season two. I love that. Yeah, I mean, the whole genesis of this podcast really was coming from this place of knowing that so many educators want to do more, but don't know what to do, right? It's mm-hmm. like they that our intentions are in the right place, and yet not enough is happening, right? And so this idea of self-education that like we can all take actions to make things better for our kids and our colleagues in our world. And then that, that collective knowledge building is powerful mm-hmm. uh, because as we become more educated, as we discover the nuances of this community, this identity, this way of being, we just open up 
the window for kind of more people, more voices to come in. And I feel like the guests this season really lead the charge in that direction. You sort of alluded to this at the start of this preview episode, but Kate, I feel like why are these conversations still so important even amid a pandemic? It feels like it's almost more important now. I mean, I think it's really easy right now. I know for myself, it's easy to like lose sight of issues of equity or inclusion, right? Because we're in survival mm. mode. And so it's easy and necessary to some degree to focus just on getting through the next few hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How am I going to make it to the evening? Time? <laughs> like, it's really hard to kind of make the space to say, and I'm going to think about groups of people who maybe don't have a voice or don't feel comfortable or aren't empowered and have agency to blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's hard to carve out that space right now. But I think that, that you know, it is this time where we get to pause doesn't feel like pausing sometimes, but there is a pause right now. We are going to enter back into schools and it's an opportunity to both reconnect to what is really important, which is each other um, and making sure that we're lifting each other up and creating space for everyone in our classroom, everyone in our school, everyone in our communities, not just one or two identities. And it's a time where, you know, I do have more time to listen to podcasts right now. I'm gonna like so I have more time to do that now yes. than I did before, even though yes. I'm weirdly busier. Yes. Um, so when I'm doing that, why not listen to a podcast that's gonna help me to be a better colleague, a better teacher, a better citizen um, in the world? Also, as educators, our queer youth, our gender non-conforming youth are there right now right? They're at home. And again, either they're so relieved not to be at school anymore, which should be a real lesson to us, mm-hmm. or they are uh, very uncomfortable uh, and, and uh, struggling with the tension of love of family and love of self. And so the better we are able to reach out and listen and hear what our kids' experiences are during this time, the better we're going to be able to teach them next year. Hopefully, hopefully next year, please, next year, <laughs> when we actually can be with them. Uh, in a room together. You know, Kate, you were saying that we have so much time to listen to podcasts <laughs> right now, which is so true. Uh, we also have a lot of time to to binge watch mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. some Netflix. Mm-hmm. I also am really grateful for the extra time to read the books that have been stacked up uh, on my bedside table. And it was such a delight to receive in the mail Autumn's new book, mm-hmm. Cut to Bloom. Uh, they just had a new book released of unbelievable poetry. It was released this spring and it's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful collection of poetry, but I'm stuck by it with the title. You know, the title of this collection is Cut to Bloom. And I've also had time to be in my garden more. And I'm remembering, I come from a long line of gardeners and I remember uh, my aunt and my mother saying, uh, you're going to want to cut those flowers back because you can get a second bloom. And I remember thinking that I I would kill the flowers, <laughs> that I, uh, uh, the plant would become kind of grotesque mm-hmm. and ugly as it as it was cut back. But then again, when when you do cut it, you get this amazing gift of regeneration and second bloom. And I feel like Arms' collection of this work 
really resonates for their own identity and their own story. But the uh, the identities and stories of so many of us as queer educators and queer youth of there are many times, right, that we have to cut ourselves back a little mm-hmm. bit and revisit parts of our story that may have been painful. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, there's this amazing opportunity of growth and beauty and bloom. And I feel like the five guests we feature in this season really help us take that risk to explore sometimes the more painful, more vulnerable, more grotesque (laughs) parts of our past, but it really helps us move forward into a, to a much fuller future. Before we go, we want to remind you to subscribe to the Beyond the Letters feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Do that now so you don't miss the official start of the second season of Beyond the Letters on May 24th. Once you've subscribed, be sure to leave a review. That helps others find the show. Now you can follow Maggie Beatty Roberts on Twitter at Maggie B. Roberts. You can find Kate at Teach Kate. To learn more about Beyond the Letters and listen to the first season, visit blog.heineman.com.